Hi, we are Ellen and Lauren. We are sisters, wives, mothers, veterans, and all-around DIYers living our best lives. Our families each have three kids between 4 and 18 years old. On this podcast, we hope to help you learn to do what you can, where you are, and try not to sweat the rest. If you want to learn more about what we're discussing today, check out our show notes at wifestylehustle.com. You're listening to Wifestyle Hustle. If you ever wonder how everyone else is making it through this busy portion of life with no trouble, stop wondering. They're not. Sometimes it just feels like the busy never lets up. School, sports, work, being a good spouse, the plate is always piled up. But there are two times of year that get really crazy. Toward the end of the school year, and right about now at the beginning of the holiday season. Today, we're going to talk about how to get through these stressful times. Sometimes organization and scheduling isn't enough. (gasps) I hate to say it. But sometimes it's true. I think the first little bit of advice that we have for you guys is to sit down and think about how much free time you really have to give to things. So if you're working and taking kids to sports three times a week and um, doing like volunteer already, like your regular volunteer stuff, and (laughs) coaching (laughs) and you know your regular stuff so sit down and think about what you're already doing and decide do i really have time for more and sometimes the answer is gonna be no like no i don't have any time for more and and be honest with yourself it's it's not a matter of whether you have time for more it's whether you have time to do the extra thing well. It's the truth. And if you want to add that to an already busy schedule, yeah, I I feel organizations always need help. And Mm -hmm. they they look at, especially stay-at-home moms, like, well, what do you do all the time? Don't you have the time? I mean, you don't, you don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, surely you can dedicate three days a week to this. And Mm -hmm. so, and and you really do have to think about, do you want to take on more? Because already five other organizations or five other groups have asked you to to dedicate some three days a week to some other thing. And so you have to decide, is it worth taking on more? And Lauren's right. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah. And that goes for working moms too, especially. Because, you know, you guys are working and doing, you know, a whole bunch of the kids stuff. And you have to think about how much mental energy you really have left to contribute. So if you sit down and you think about it and you're like, you know what, I do have a little bit of time available. Then you want to boil it down to what you want to do. If, for example... I have a kid in preschool and last year I had a kid in school and like, and I had two kids in another school and then they were all in Sunday school at church and in different sports and all these people 
asked for volunteers for stuff at different times, like come and be in our class party for for all that kind of stuff. There are always things that you can do that don't take a lot of your time, like make 12 cookies for the party. And then you just make the cookies. You send them in with your kid to school. Easy peasy. And it's something that that you can do to help without draining yourself completely of free time and energy. And and sometimes there will be something that you're like, okay, no, I really want to carve out a time to contribute to this. So maybe that one activity or two activities is something that you should just go ahead and make time for with the understanding that you have sat down and thought of when that time is going to come from specifically. The one thing I wouldn't do is just jump right in and not think at all about how much free time you really have (laughs) to give to something. (laughs) Oh, well, yes, of course I can help with this and that and this too, and that too. And then you end up with so much stuff on your plate that you can't possibly get it all done. And if you do, yeah, you'll also be (laughs) frazzled going into this special time of year, the holiday season, when finally at the end, you know, at the end of your race of doing all this stuff, you get a break (laughs) from all the activities and school when, you know, Christmas comes up through New Year. So it's good to have that break at the end but let's not wear yourself out so much that you can't enjoy it definitely definitely times when you probably should really consider not volunteering is maybe when you have a young child or baby it's harder to do much of anything when you've got a baby strapped to your body (laughs) when you are under an unusual workload Um, at work, sometimes jobs will try and cram in as much stuff as they can before the holiday season or the holiday season is the thing that's extra work. I used to work retail and also the, I I already said at the top, but things that you're already doing, like already committed to doing on a regular basis. So give yourself a little bit of grace and just do some of the easy jobs sometimes and it is okay to say no it is always okay to say no there are other people who can also volunteer there are jobs that may not get done they may not get volunteered for and that's okay too but you you can't take on more than you can handle and not be able to give anything not have anything left to be able to give to your own kids and own family. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important to keep that in mind that you, your, your biggest responsibility is going to be to your own family. And if you're giving all of your time to volunteering or to whatever, then you, you don't have anything left to take home with you. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to consider that too. Truth. There is one other thing to consider in this season of volunteering, and that is the fundraising that always seems to start right about now. Kids have been in school for 
a month or two, depending on where you live. And every sport, every school, every church, every organization is coming up with different kinds of fundraisers for you to do. And it's just one more thing <laughs> that you've got to manage. And if you have multiple kids in multiple things, you can expect to do, you know, four or five six fundraisers you know if they they if you have three kids each in two things then you can expect six fun fundraisers all starting right now yeah it's it's pretty uh, it's it the worst <laughs> i you know i haven't really considered yet that at your kids age some of your kids they might do it themselves do they manage their own fundraising at some point yes and no <laughs> they they will make in different groups that they've been in they will make the phone calls they will call their own grandparents mm -hmm. and they will talk to our neighbors and they they will do some of that stuff on themselves i love groups and if you're a group head of a group please listen up parents <laughs> love fundraisers that the kids actually do themselves like my um, my kids' swim team, they do a swim-a-thon in January. Save your fundraisers is just to January. It, it's oh, just so much nicer yeah. to have the holidays behind you and be able to just focus on this one thing instead of this hundred things. So they're, they always do a swim-a-thon where they can solicit sponsors from you know, their grandparents or, you know, everybody. And then they actually work for their fundraiser. Different age groups swing, swim different amounts of yardage. And they are invested in their own fundraiser. And the best thing about it is everything that they earn is 100% profit. So, and a lot of fundraisers, the company that you host through takes part of the profit, which, I mean, it's their business and I don't fault them for that, but I love fundraisers where the, the group gets to keep a hundred percent of the profit. So that's my little aside on fundraising. If you happen to be the, the kind of person who hosts fundraisers, do that as a favor to the parents. It's wonderful. January, please. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we have so many right now, and I haven't even started on them yet. We are not to the point where my kids do any of the work themselves. I I've brought them with me, but they're more decorative than they are helpful. Look, this <laughs> is the person that we're raising money for. <laughs> Please give us money. Yes, yes I know. So my they'll get there. Second recommendation is to, and this is particularly hard, and maybe Ellen, you can throw throw some back at me here, but carve out a little bit of time for yourself. Every year when the school season starts, I start getting up an hour before the kids usually get up. And actually, I know you do that too. It's just later because your kids are more mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> Lauren's kids get up earlier than any kids I've ever met in my entire life. Really? And Lauren gets up earlier than them. It, it's impressive. I have to. Yeah. 
<laughs> if I get up and they're already up, it ruins my whole day. Like, I... I love my kids, but without that moment, you know, those first few moments in the quiet, without them, I can't do it with them at all. I might as well just go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but especially this time of year, try and make it happen. If you can get up 20 minutes, a half hour before you know they're going to get up, do it. Because having that time to yourself to read your Bible if that's your thing or read some other thing that's encouraging scroll through Facebook or, you know, whatever it is that you do to relax, do it. What's important is that it be quiet yeah. while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> or work out. And once the kids get up, it's not anymore. I, I know a lot of people who are better than I am that do a workout as they're, you know, relaxing thing unfortunately too much emotion anywhere in the house somehow makes my kids wake up <laughs> even if i'm like rooms away from them there's no possible way like it's just the air is moving or something i don't know if i'm moving too much it wakes them up and ruins quiet time <laughs> so there's another couple of places that you could do this if morning isn't your thing you could do it in the evening make sure and get your kids off to bed on time hard I know, because especially this time of year, they get all stirred up with the candy from Halloween and all the little extras in their life going on. But try, try, <laughs> try and get them off to bed on time so that you can take a little bit of a breather. And then the other one I used to do when I had full-time employment was sometimes I would just take my lunch out to the car and sit in the car away from my coworkers. I get to be with them all day. I don't need to be with them during lunch too. And that's a really great time to take a little bit of a breather too. Just take your lunch outside if you can. Just being out in the fresh air might help. Definitely. And if you are home with the kids and you, you just need a mental break, send them off to read or... Mm. Let them go watch television for a little while and don't feel guilty about it. It is okay. They will be fine. <laughs> yeah. And you come back when you tell them to turn it off. And, you know, everybody's back together again. You feel a little bit refreshed and you're ready to tackle the rest of your day together. And it, it's so worth the mental break just to have a few minutes to yourself. Mm-hmm. When they're a little, like, having them be able to read and then also knowing that it's something that they should be doing is, like, a new parenting high for me. Go and read a book. <laughs> You've got 20 minutes. Read a book. And I want to hear about it's it. good for you. When you're done. And me. <laughs> and as a, a piggyback on this take a little break, find something you like to do and this is for all the time not just during this season i find something you like to do lauren and i talk a lot about things we like to do we like to garden we like to cook we like to read you know we like to do all this stuff make yourself a priority you know make time for yourself and maybe it is while well, your husband plays with the kids for a little while for me it's sewing i i try to make time to sit down at my sewing machine a couple of times a week it doesn't always happen, 
But when it does, I'm a happier person for it. And sometimes it's after everybody goes to bed. You know, if that's the only time I can find for myself, then that's the time I take for myself. And it's worth it because it's satisfying. Mm -hmm. And just for some people, it's reading a book or Sudoku or exercising. But whatever it is, make it your priority because it sounds cheesy. But you are worth it. (laughs) (laughs) You're worth making time for. Well, and so are all the things that you're doing. So if you had something that you really wanted to volunteer for and you felt like it was worth it, it was worth you, it was worth your time, then that thing is worth you taking 20 minutes to refresh so that you can do whatever thing it is really well. Mm -hmm. All right. I know I said organization isn't going to help, but it is. It does. It does help. And scheduling, of course, that helps. I mean, what doesn't it help? <laughs> That's so Lauren. It is. <laughs> you, you guys don't know. Lauren's phone buzzes all the time because she constantly is setting reminders for herself because she must stay on a schedule. And her, her kids eat on a schedule and they did when they were babies too it was amazing i've never seen children like this (laughs) well they really i to be fair they really do like to eat so it wasn't hard to get them to the table i know i know lots of people including you with your youngest eating is not a priority for that child she'll (laughs) do it Like, and if it's really good, you know, of course she'll want to. If you set down a hot dog in front of her, she's going to eat it. (laughs) But my kids, I don't know. It's like they realize they need it to stay alive or something. I'm not really sure exactly what's happening in their minds. But even when they don't really like it, they'll still eat it because they're hungry. They're always hungry. That's what the problem is. That's so foreign to me. (laughs) At least right now. I mean, my big kids did eat better, but my youngest, she, she just doesn't eat. She doesn't like to eat unless she really likes it. And if she doesn't really like it, she's just not interested. She'd rather be hungry. But anyway, back to organization. Let's talk about your organization and how important it is to you. As Ellen said, I do keep, I keep reminders for every extracurricular thing in my phone and I look at it when okay i should go back a little bit i'm gonna go back just a little bit so when my daughter when my oldest daughter started ballet i think i forgot it more often than i remembered it this is this is a confession i'm confessing now (laughs) i i could not remember to take her to ballet because previously i had lived my life in such a way that i did what i want when i wanted And so did she, like, so did my daughter. And, you know, we played together, we worked together, we did things together, and we never did anything outside the house. Like, well, that's not true. She went to preschool. And I remembered (laughs) to take her (laughs) to that. But for some reason, I just could not get the hang of taking her to an extracurricular in the evening. So I... I put it in my phone. And for that particular one, I put three reminders in my phone. I put it the day before ballet was supposed to take place. Hey, you guys are going to have ballet tomorrow night. 
And then I put one in my phone for the morning. Hey, ballet's today. Don't forget, loser. <laughs> and then <laughs> I also put one in like an hour before it was supposed to start. And, and I that, got finally got the hang that, of it. That was in all caps, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your phone actually it's screamed at you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and with that, I also had to get her to get in a costume every time. That wasn't just get your shoes on. That was, we have to get dressed to go. And then it's, I had to drive a long way. It's like 15 minutes to get Ooh, there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I finally got the hang of it and realized that I need to keep my life in my phone and check it constantly to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. I, I don't, I never, until I became a parent, I never felt like I was forgetting stuff all the time, but apparently I was, or maybe, maybe it just didn't matter as much when I didn't have to contain the schedule of four other people in my head all the time. <laughs> but, um, but now you do. Yeah. So I do keep it all in my phone. I put everything in the calendar. Everyone has their own color in my calendar. Even my husband and myself, like everyone. And when they have events together, I combine their colors to make the color that their two colors combined makes. Yeah, because that's that's how bad it is. So, yeah, I and then I also set reminders, too. And I, I got in the habit a while ago of sending myself texts, like uh, scheduled texts. And actually, I send those to other people as well. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I think everyone's phone has it these days where you can schedule to send a text. So if I knew that my husband needed to pick the kids up from piano... I would set a, a text to go off an hour before he needed to be there so that he would get a reminder an hour before that came for me. And I don't think it's weird at all. Okay. He likes it. <laughs> I think he likes it. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to ask him because really we don't want to know if he likes it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's how I recommend like okay so you don't have to go completely nuts and assign everyone a color but it doesn't hurt to just leave yourself a couple of reminders in your calendar when when things are coming up that way not only does it remind you which is nice but it also gives you a little bit of a heads up so that you don't feel so stressed about stuff forgetting things and running behind on getting out the door and, you know, so that is very stressful. So anything that you can do to relieve yourself of that unnecessary stress, just do it. Agree. Definitely agree. In fact, you guilted me into using my Google calendar. I started using I know. it. In fact, I made my whole family download it because my, of course my teens have phones of their own and now their phones buzz all the time when, and mine does too. So it's like the synchronized buzzing Oh, we have swim in 15 minutes. Dun, 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 <laughs> it's, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just great. Thank you. you I'm, I'm sure they're all very grateful to me. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll talk to you about it next time. I see ya. So the last thing that we have that will make your, we feel will make your life a little bit easier during this super busy time is most, a lot of people I'm sure already do this, enlist the help of your kids. They live in your house too. And really having a tidy house, coming home to a kind of clean house makes you feel less stressed out. At least it does for me. If I come home to a really messy house, the stress level just increases for me. Get your kids to help. Incentivize it. Pay them. I mean, it, it's worth it <laughs> to pay them to get them to, you know, do a good job on something. And for me, especially, if I come into my living room and there's toys everywhere and, you know, our, our youngest, we've said in a previous episode, our youngest is, youngest playroom is the corner of our living room. So her toys leak out into the rest of the living room and I walk in there and it's so messy and instantly I'm more stressed out. So if I can get my teens to help me with that, and the four-year-old will do it too, but she's not very good at it. She'll usually just shove everything off into that corner. But if I can get my teens to help me clean that up and then I go in, even after a really stressful day, and it's clean in there, it just brings down my stress level and helps my mental state. Cause then I can sit on the couch in a clean room instead of sitting on the couch in a dirty room at the end of the day. And it, it just really, really helps. I think that's huge. If your kids are, I would say seven, eight, there are places that they can help out in the house and be able to really and truly give real help. So enlist the help of your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I definitely do most of the living room cleaning. They vacuum, they pick up toys, and it does make me happy. Definitely. I feel happy because of it. <laughs> and don't you feel the same way that you come into your house and if it's messy, your stress, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not even your stress level. It's like your anxiety mm -hmm. for me. Like it, it just occupation of your mind. It really does take up a little spot in your mind. Yes. When things are messy. Definitely. Because you are giving a thought to cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not actually going to do it, you're thinking about exactly. it. And that's yeah. something yeah, that yeah. you can't devote to something else. <laughs> To close today, let it be known we are all bracing for the season, but try and have fun too. Having some time off as a family is right at the end of it with the Christmas season. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Wifestyle Hustle Podcast. That's W-I-F-E Style. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Consider liking and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out. Look for our new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you soon.